Cheers, and welcome all to Berry Flow Upstream number 52. This marks our 52nd week and one-year anniversary of our podcast, which we established back on Father's Day of last year. Uh, I opened up the podcast last year mentioning you know, how Father's Day to all the fathers out there, and mentioning that BlackBerry is kind of like the father of the modern-day smartphone. And, you know, Passport, now it's like the big daddy gangster, so to speak, right? <laughs> I want to go through the list of our cast and crew here today before we get started. I am drinking Bud Light. This is a drinking game. We're going to go over the rules once we introduce the whole cast. Before we begin, we want to say awesome thank you to BlackBerry Hank of BlackBerry Elite. We got him on board. How you doing today, Hank? What's up, man? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? How's the world happening? <laughs> it's, it's it's happening, man. We're we're here. We're here, and we all rock blackberries. Ten. Yeah. So I mean, that's the best part about it. As well as Hank, we have Crackberries editor in chief Blaze. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Ready to go. Sorry to go. Hopefully, we haven't broken any of the rules already. Rules. <laughs> Dar- I've just Darius. been drinking anyway. <laughs> right. We've been drinking all day, basically, right? This is like a full day kind of thing. Darius is here as well with us. How you doing, man? What's, what's up, people? You know, I'm just uh, staying thirsty, my friends. And, uh, <laughs> rehydrate yeah, we- from a long weekend. So basically, Darius has been drinking all weekend, and he can't afford to drink on upstream. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Unfortunately, as much as I want to, I just wish I had one more day of leaving. I would definitely be... Uh, I'm probably already, to be honest with you. Do I need to call your ops manager and make some stuff happen? Because, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I need Darius on upstream, man. I need him. <laughs> as well as Darius, Chris, and Hank, we've got Brandon and Alex here on air as well. They've been with us for quite a long. This has probably been on more upstreams than I've been on at this point. <laughs> How y'all both doing tonight? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Doing good. It feels like I'm on the red carpet, you know, like when they're like, "What are you wearing? Who are you wearing?" It's like, "Who are you drinking? Who are you drinking?" Oh, I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking Labatt's Blue. It's a, it's a callback to my university days when this was the only thing I could afford. So I'm like, you know, might as well, might as well give it a good run tonight. Is that the Canadian version of Natty Ice? Is that like basically what you're drinking right now? Probably, yeah. I don't know if it's that bad. It's bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> I, I he dabbled to... in both, and he's like, nah, nah, not, not quite. <laughs> I, what, about you? what about you, Alex? Yeah, none of you are drinking anything like fancy, and I was getting all stressed out. It's like, I don't really drink too much beer, so i got to get something like interesting. So my cousin, who's a beer connoisseur, he recommended the Tangier, uh, Tangier, Tangier, there you go, Southern Tier. It's locally brewed, and it's made with tangerine peels, so it's very... Uh, Fruity, right, okay. Yeah, but no, it's it's like a it's a you know pale ale kind of thing. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And where can you purchase this? Alex, where to purchase it, Alex? You gotta be Alex local, talking dude. about pale ale is like me talking about like the finals. <laughs> no idea, none. Absolutely. So, uh, I want to go over the rules, guys. I want to mention before we go before we get started. Always drink responsibly. Do not. Pre-game with us here and then get into a car and vehicle. Relax. This is a night in. Viewer discretion is advised, okay? Definitely. We're going to be, you know, a little bit limber today, trying to stay within the confines of what BlackBerry wants us to say and what we cannot say. So viewer discretion is in vibe. Here are the rules. We are to in vibe when the following words are said by anyone on air. Tat. T-A-T. The Astonishing Tribe. Which I just said, meaning we all have to drink. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Things of that nature. Oh my God! Go to. 
Uh, we'll drink to Darius on that one. The word definitely. We will be drinking to the word definitely, which I just said twice. So now we gotta take some swig. Definitely gonna be drinking. Any curse, <laughs> any curse or swear words. Any curse or swear words, we will have to drink. So everyone listen example? because Blaze slips a lot of those in. No <laughs> examples. We got a, we got a, we got a couple more words. Prosumer, drink to that. Drink to prosumers because we're all those. We're all uh, professionally Blackberry prosumers. Mm. Can, I, can I just drink my IOT. whole fucking cup right now? <laughs> there we go. Now we gotta drink. We have to drink to that. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a long night. Uh, <laughs> IOT is another one. Oh man. So any, internet. Any so completing internet. Internet of things doesn't count. <laughs> Wow. That counts too. Wow. Just like you know, I can't even say these things. So we're gonna avoid the rest of the words. Any other competing platform that is not BlackBerry, we will have to drink to that as well. So again, please drink responsibly, enjoy oh. the game with us, listen closely, and enjoy the drinks. Alex no, is already wait, drunk. Wait, He's wait, had three drinks. Can I add one more? Can I add a few more words to this? Just two more. Uh, I think we're Verizon, gonna, we're gonna get Verizon and Tinder. Verizon and Tinder. <laughs> I I add on those too. Yeah. We're, uh, I will drink to that. A lot of days right now, guys. We're going to go over a year worth of news. And we're going to kind of end with the latest news. And that's that Android, Blackberry, what's going on with that, what's going on with BB10. We're going to get there. Save that. That will be saved for the end of our stream. But we are going to go through kind of a year of news. Look back at how far Blackberry has come. And also kind of make a look forward at where they're going. I want to kind of bring this to light because it's super funny, right? This time, last year, we were getting a pre-order for the BlackBerry Bold 9900. Looking back at that now, how does it make you feel? Wow. I think that it's kind of absolutely hilarious that they put it up there for like $300, I think it was, when you could probably like buy a whole box of them on eBay for less than that, but... Right. Yeah, there's there's still people out there that actually love the the BlackBerry Bold 9900. There's people that want to continue using their BlackBerry Bold 9900s. I think even Jim Balsilli said that he still uses his 9900 and his playbook. So, yeah. He's like Bridge is the best. He's, <laughs> I wonder if he I wonder if he was able to get like a BB10 version of. That on playbook because we certainly did not, and that yeah. kind of peeves. That's one of those things when you look back in the year and you're like, man, I really fucking wish that they had BB10 on playbook. But <laughs> I will, I will drink to the lack of playbook running BB10. Yeah, mm. a, a toast to the playbook, guys. A toast to the playbook. Cheers to the playbook, man. And the Bold 9900, still a great device. BBOS, still a great platform. Hank, what was your what was your go-to BlackBerry legacy device? Like, it what was, was the. Yeah, it was the Sprint's 9930, so the 9900 series. That was you, my what did you like about it over some of the older Blackberries? Uh, it was the keyboard. You know, I came from the uh, – the, the it, was, it wasn't the Pearl. It was the uh, – I still have my old-ass Blackberry around. Can I cuss? Is that cool or no? Or do we drink that? We're drinking to that. We oh, I'm about that. <laughs> I still have my old Curve um, with the trackball, and I went from that to the 9900. So uh, it was a keyboard that, that hooked me in. The keyboard, I just loved it. And what about like Q10 Classic? If you were to compare the keyboards against the 9930, better, different, equal? Uh, yeah, Classic, I 
got my hands on the classic. Of course, you know, a while back I've seen it and touched it. I couldn't say anything about it, but um, kind of equal. I would say they did a great job trying to keep in the whole concept of the way it feels and the way it handles the disposal uh, as different between that and then now the Q10, that's a totally different keyboard, totally different feel. But they did a good job with the classic, uh, trying to keep it as close as possible to the 9930 series. That's how I feel. That's my own personal opinion. Could be wrong, but that's what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a good phone, man. Especially because it was like kind of the, the top end of the quote-unquote high-end BlackBerry devices, right? At least for the legacy OS days. It was very so, solid build. It was nice, yeah. Definitely, it is. Definitely. The 9900. The 9000 and the 9900 were probably my two favorite devices ever. The 99 or the 9000, BlackBerry still hasn't replicated the sound that that device made, like of, through speakerphone and everything like that. Like they used some sort of dual speaker setup on the 9900. That was absolutely amazing. They haven't been able to replicate that since. But that was an absolutely amazing device. And then the 9900 was just like it was. The 9,000 times 10, basically, because it was so much better at that point in time, even though it was still running BlackBerry OS and, you know, had all of those exact same problems at that point in time. I guess quote-unquote problems, really, um, because, you know, a lot of people didn't perceive them as problems at that point in time, but... You know, the 9900 was, it, it was, it's basically, the the 9000 and the 9900 are basically fall under that, that Cadillac of BlackBerry devices. They were just like straight up pimp. You, you couldn't beat them at that point in time. <laughs> straight up pimp. I remember the 9000's release and, and looking at it in the AT&T store and uh, I don't know, it's like then the clarity of the screen was just like, oh my god, this is amazing, like. It, it it almost felt like it was ahead of its time. Just to know, like two years later, would be like, are you serious? <laughs> but uh, you know, it just you know that nine thousand, bro. It was, that was an awesome device. That uh, was definitely one of my favorites. So we had the pre-order, even though BlackBerry Ten had been out at this point, right, for like a full year. We had a pre-order for the ninety nine hundred. Shortly thereafter, we have the SecuSmart acquisition, and this was a big one for BlackBerry. I think it's not quite as overstated as it should be, but jumping in with SecuSmart allows them to secure voice, text messages, even emails. So it brought a lot to the table, and now they can insert their own hardware and software platform onto competitors' devices. We saw this with the Secu tablet, which is a Samsung 10.1 tablet running an IBM secure container, and then the BlackBerry uh, SecuSmart Software portfolio. Bastardized device. It's got pieces from everybody. <laughs> and, and and to think about it, Blaze, is that going to be the most bastardized device to come? Maybe it's the the first bastard in a long line of bastards to come. You know, <laughs> Tech P Smart Tablet Two running Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but the Tech Smart acquisition, I think, was something that's important for BlackBerry because it establishes them going forward in the domain of software. And as we kind of continue through this podcast, that's going to be a reoccurring theme, right? Software, software, software. Torsten Hines came out. He was like, hardware, hardware, hardware. You know, Bez 10, yeah, so what if it doesn't manage Bez 5 and it only works on BlackBerry 10 devices, which we aren't <laughs> selling? Who cares? Who fucking cares, right? But no. We have now Bez 12, which is something also here along the roadmap, and it's kind of progressed quite a bit from there. 
Brandon, I'm sure, wants to mention along this year lineage, <laughs> the failed launch of BBM cross-platform. <laughs> what, what was the... Um, it was my darkest moment as a BlackBerry fan, not going to lie. Yeah. Why was, was like, it dark? Were you well, hyping it up? Were you one of those well, people who was like, get BBM, get BBM, and then well, like they I was like, I was like a high school promoter, man. Like I'm like, yo, get BBM, get BBM, yo, yo, BBM, BBM, yeah, like that, right? And then so everybody's like, yo, yeah, I'll get BBM. I loved it when I was like, uh, when I used to have a BlackBerry. I want, I want to have BBM again. So everybody was super excited. And then the day came, and then the day passed, and then a month yeah. passed, and then it was like, <laughs> and then everybody's like, yo, Brandon, like. What the fuck's going on with BBM? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. And so it, it, made, it like, made you look bad, right? Yeah, because you were the bad. one giving away the advice, like get BBM, and it's yeah. like I looked I like know, I looked like a fucking crazy guy, you know? How <laughs> people they could download this app, and then like everybody's like, what, you know what? what are you talking about? It man? was, bro. It was everybody's fault that you know were trying that didn't have it that were on the other platforms that wanted it with Android specifically it was their fault but you know at the same time you got to it was over it was over Darius is so right it was over eager motherfuckers just like Brandon that ruined it for everybody right they leak the APK <laughs> it overloads the servers and somehow that affected the launch of the iPhone version of BBM as well because of course right. those two you know somehow affect one another right we want to make sure, guys, right. that it's the optimal. It's funny because it wasn't only like the failed launch of BBM. It's like you then you had to get in line to get it. Remember the yeah. line? You guys remember the regional line? Oh, oh man! Oh, yeah. You know what? Trouble. Though I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical. I'm kind of you know skeptical about the leaked APK being the reason it was all delayed. To be honest, because where was it leaked? It was leaked on M4BV, right? Which, okay, sure, they have quite a bit of traffic, but I don't think they have enough traffic to warrant, you know, bringing down, you know, the servers on BlackBerry's side. So Yeah, but realistically, I mean, everybody knows once something hits one site, it's going to hit every oh, other exactly. single site. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what I was going to say. And the I mean, it goes to the forums, and guess what? Now you have all BlackBerry users, which I don't know. I, that was so stupid to me, but like BlackBerry users were using the APK as well as using, you know. Yeah, because they wanted the they wanted to see if right. it, it if it could run on their on their BlackBerry device too. They wanted to <laughs> run two versions of BBM. <laughs> but I mean, right? I don't I don't doubt that it had some impact on the servers, but there's I don't. I don't see how they couldn't switch those servers over. Like, how could how you how couldn't you just disable that yeah. specific server? It, in other words, uh, BlackBerry's own users DDoS BlackBerry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that that's what it breaks down to. Yeah, I was about to I was about to mention like <laughs> Brandon mentioned uh, N4BB, but N4BB definitely got it from Crackberry Forum, so <laughs> it was it was everywhere, right? And and we all kind of partake, and I know I downloaded it. I didn't install it or anything, but I wanted to see what it was about. I, w I was eager, too. So a lot of things that have gone on, right? Now BBM seems to be on lock. It seems to be working. The messages hit D rather quickly, even on iOS and Android on some of the latest versions. So it's been ironed out. Hank, I, I want to hear about you, man. I know you evangelize the shit out of this stuff. Yeah. What you, how many contacts, how many people have you moved over to BBM, and, and what devices have they mainly been on? Well, to go back... With to the, I'm gonna call it the debacle because I had to actually do like a parody video. I don't know if y'all ever seen that, 
Well, I acted as I was the president and CEO of BlackBerry, and I had to apologize for the survey issues. <laughs> I, I made real fun of that issue, but I had a lot of people ready to go. And then, even after the, you know, even after the issues, I, I still got a lot of people to convert over. Just takes a little, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more shaking of a people to get them to convert over, especially after that happened. So, uh, a lot of people were skeptical at first. They, they were like whatever, but you know, after that happened, it, it really made it hard. But you, you know, I just kept. Pump kept pushing it and kept, you know, kept going and gotten these people over. So the conversion rate, I guess, I don't know. I'll just drink to it because I converted more than that I did before. So, hell, convert and drink to it. Let's drink to the conversions. <laughs> Everyone in the BBM channel is like, yo, check on Alex. He passed out from the tangerine juice. <laughs> that fruity, that's the... That fruity juice. Is that that fruity stuff he's drinking? No, dude, it's, it's not it. fruity. It's it's like a, a a strong heavy. It's like a manly kind of fruity. You know, oh. it's manly dude, kind it's of like fruity. A, it's a whopping two and a half percent, guys. Woo. Dude, no, no, no. It's like a six percent. Alex, I'm just gonna say. Alex, I'm just gonna say. Next time you're on a Tinder date, don't order that beer. Now I'm gonna drink, Brandon. Now I'm gonna drink. Someone look it up. It's not. It's not like a womanly kind of. Well, not, I don't want to be say it like that. It's not like a Smirnoff Ice kind of thing. It's not where, like I don't. I don't where's know. Where's it brewed at? Right in New York, around here. It's oh, okay, cool. Brewed, so yeah. Local brew, bro. Local Lay brew, bro. Let me eat my pizza and and drink. Oh, so that's why you you dipped off air. He's trying to. He's trying. He's got the munchies, guys. He's been smoking a little bit. I mean, hey, it's it's. No, it's no, 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 no. I'll, I'll step to the plate for Alex. It's 4.6% alcohol. Thank you. It's a, it's a India Pale Ale. Oh, I can't even deal with it, man. We're all drinking light beers. I get it. We're, we're, we're not as masculine as we could be. But you know what is masculine? Blackberry's purchase of Movertu. Now, there was a very interesting article. I didn't want to post it because it was kind of bad. But there was a very interesting article that came up very recently, maybe about a week ago, about the Movertu founders and basically how they got here's the drink fucked over in the whole thing because they were basically they were most of their operations were out of South Africa. However, they were headquartered in London. And basically the way the deal went down, the founders of the company actually got shorted on the stock. So they basically got no return on the investment that they had put into the company, while BlackBerry basically took everything. So it's a very interesting. You can find uh, if you do a Google search on Mobertu, you'll find that latest article from the founders. It's a very interesting thing. What it does for BlackBerry is enables work life for them. BlackBerry work life allows you to have one SIM card and attach multiple numbers to it, so you can have a personal phone number and as well your work number attached through your business, and the two are billed totally separately. This is pretty cool. Now imagine in the future an Android device enabled with BlackBerry Work Life and a dual SIM on the phone. Now you could have four different phone lines on one number, right? That's pretty crazy. Or four different lines on one cell phone, excuse me. A lot of cool stuff with the Movertu cloud phone platform. Again, establishing BlackBerry as a software player going forward, right? They're really focused on building out that software piece of what they're doing. What do you guys think? Would you guys like maybe a consumer version of this to have to load up two numbers? Or, or is Google or some of those other video messaging apps good enough? I want to hear you guys' thoughts. You know, like honestly, um, I, I'm in a scenario where I have a, a business number and I actually have a phone sitting right next to me. Um, and then I have my personal phone number. And one of my clients has my personal mobile phone number. And 
he texted me. That, it was a mistake of him ever getting it in the first place, but I will send him, we'll email back and forth, but he will go and text me. It's a polycom. I don't know what version or number or whatever. Brandon asked what, what kind of phone it was. But, so it would be nice to have a business Did cell Chuck phone e. number. Cheese, bro? Did you get that Chuck E. Cheese? Or what? <laughs> no. Lay off me, bro. Um, we, we throw mad heat on Alex because, you know, he fucking takes you. That's basically why. <laughs> it would be nice, though, to have, you know, a business line number within my phone, too. I guess the question would be, like, would you need its would it need its own like separate mobile data plan like so whatever I have say for instance my my plan on Verizon. <laughs> oh man, would I gotta I drink to buy, again. Would I have to buy another <laughs> plan for that separate phone number? Um, exactly, how would that work? Yes, Alex, you would have to buy a secondary line. Basically, what Movertu Worklife does for BlackBerry now is the corporate the the business pays for the work line and pays for the okay. work data. Whereas you pay for your personal, and it just manages it kind of like BlackBerry Balance, all on one one device. And as well, you have to have the same SIM card for your personal line. It has to be the same SIM card and carrier your uh, your enterprise uses as well. So okay. you can't be on T-Mobile while your business is on AT&T. It doesn't work that okay. way. Mm. That's why I kind of mentioned like maybe a dual SIM uh, Android phone in the future with work life could be pretty powerful. Uh, I think in India they were talking about because the way the demographics work in the region that if you cross over the borders you actually end up with totally different cellular networks. So they were able to load up nine different numbers on one phone wow. over in, in India with the Movertu cloud phone platform. Again, you can imagine if they want to build polycoms in the future, like BlackBerry, like an actual phone station that runs BBM Voice and BB, you know BBM Video or whatever. That maybe they want to be able to use that cloud phone platform as a way to, you know, enable desktop calls, enable mobile calls, tablet calls, etc. Definitely a lot of potential there. And as I said, it kind of underscores again BlackBerry moving towards software services predominantly as for what they've been developing toward. Brandon, what do you have for us? Well, at the same time, you bring up some relevant relevant points, but at the same time, uh, couldn't there be a use of technology like IoT or something to uh, to kind of root? Damn it! Oh. Damn it, Brandon! Ah, here goes just beer. The kind of cell phone calls or or other types of calls of that nature and things of that nature. Um, I really have to open another because you're pushing me here, man. Uh, no, but in all honesty, like they could get phone calls into like a server or something and have that routed through the internet to the phone. So I don't see why the phone itself has to have two separate lines. Um, there could be some type of service integrated in there that BlackBerry provides um, that could provide the same functionality without requiring the two separate lines, uh, but they could still have it functioning like two separate lines. You, do you understand what I mean? So yeah, it's not one, one phone number, but you, do you want to yeah. give out your personal number too? No, no, it's not, it, it's not your personal number. Like You can have separate numbers. It's just that they're rooted um, through a server or something, and then it's rooted through the Internet to your phone. So it's not actually through the cell network to your phone, and it's kind of an Internet-based type yeah. of... It, it, it is a VoIP. It's voice yeah, over IP, exactly. like Bria. I'm literally using that right now. So, like, the thing is, I can make a call from my phone right now from my CyberWhite's phone number. So, like, that's, I guess that's a good question that you bring up. Like, is it even necessary? Um, because right now, I have a phone pad right here. I dial it. I have contacts. I have call history. If someone calls my business phone number, my bedroom rings and my phone rings. If this yeah. app is open. If it's closed, then it doesn't. So, yeah. is it? 
That's exactly it. That's why I don't I don't necessarily see the need or or why BlackBerry should have this this desire to have it on the device when it could be a lot of that stuff could be handled in the back end. I think I think the real I think the real point of Movertu is not the separation of the numbers, but the billing. The fact that the billing is automatically separated therein. If you use an application like that, it becomes kind of gray as to so the data I use for this ten minutes is now that. What if I was web browsing while on that call? Who pays for the data, me or them? You know, it, it kind of breaks out that way. And I think it's a good acquisition. It's good that they're in, based in London as well because they can help you know evangelize the product toward those regions. But Brandon does bring up a good point, right? Why can't we have BBM Voice with a voiceover IP service that actually gives us that kind of functionality to our phone line? Good conversation, guys. Speaking of you know technology here, speaking about software. Talk about BBM meetings. That was something that was announced within this last year. It's been pretty prevalent for BlackBerry. BlackBerry Hank over here was doing a podcast on it earlier. He's going to put that recording up for us a little bit later. So I think it's pretty cool. You've used BBM meetings probably more than we have, Hank. What's your experience with it? What do you like about it over Hangouts? Because I know you've used both. Uh, it's a little bit more professional. Uh, and just the overall layout is what I like about it. Uh, I don't, I'm really haven't used Hangouts too much, so I really couldn't give a good comparison. Uh, but from the people that use Hangouts a lot, that have that have gotten on BBM video, uh, they was talking about the professionalism of it, the layout, the smoothness of it. That was some of the top things they were saying and giving giving props to uh, BBM meetings about. I love it. I like it. I, I guess you can call me some kind of a BlackBerry fanboy or whatever to an extent. Uh, I'm gonna give them props, but then I'm gonna talk some SHRT about them too when I feel like they're not doing what they should be doing. That's just tough love. But, uh, you know, BBM meetings, I'm all about it. I love it. What about you, Blaze? What, what is your experience? We, we use Hangouts frequently. We've used meetings before as well. It, it really just feels like two, two totally different things, right? Like Hangouts, live conversations, live on air, stream to YouTube. Yeah. BBM meetings as Hank is like totally professional, you know? Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to you know, podcasts and stuff like that. I really don't necessarily think that BBM meetings was designed for that. I mean, it's pretty much right in the name. It's BBM meetings. And, you know, realistically, it comes down to, uh, you know, the professional side of that thing. Like, um, I was telling James not too long ago that I had a, uh, had a conference call with a company that is working on a BlackBerry 10 app, um, and basically, we did the whole thing over BlackBerry meetings. And even though there was some stuttering and so on and so forth with it at that point in time, like these guys were in London, it was still a very functional uh, phone call to actually make my way through. And I don't, I don't necessarily think like I would have been able to go ahead and achieve the exact same result because we, for for the times that it, it was lagging and stuff like that, um, we made it up through chat and everything else. So, you know, that, that phone call, that conference call was, to me at least, a whole lot easier through BBM meeting than it probably would have been through, like, Google Hangouts and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. It's one of those things where everybody wants us to go ahead and use BBM meetings for our podcasts and for Barry Flow podcasts and stuff like that, but that's not exactly what it was built for. And... Hank is right. There's there's a, a certain level of professionalism with it, uh, and I think that BBM meetings is good for that sort of thing. You know, maintaining that professional outlook as opposed to like Google Hangouts or Google 
or, or Skype or anything along those lines. I don't know what how you guys have experienced it, but what I've experienced with uh, BBM Voice or BBM Video or even BBM Meetings is essentially it either works extremely well, like perfectly, without a hitch, or it just doesn't connect and, and I have yeah. issues connecting. But I never get those in between, so it's kind of like if you if you do get that connection going, you're going to have a quality connection, which is which is hard to find nowadays in a lot of these um, voice chat or, or VoIP solutions because. You know, you look at Skype, and a lot of times I use it, it, it it's clear and stuff, but a lot of times I use it, it's also, you know, mumbled, and, and a lot of the times it cuts in and cuts out, and it's just kind of, it's kind of nice knowing that when you're on BlackBerry Voice or BBM Voice, you kind of have that solid connection. That extends yeah. to BBM meetings based on my experience. I think Skype actually uses, like, one of the people on the call is actually the one hosting the call. I think it works like that. So if they, for instance, if, if they're the one hosting the call, like, it selects it, if you start downloading all the stuff happens, then you're going to start affecting the connection that goes on. Whereas BBM Meetings, which is used, um, I can't think of the name of the company that they're based off of or whatever. Zoom. I think Zoom, yeah. So it is, it is you know, hosted within their cloud. Um, it's not using you as the connection. All good points. All good points. BBM Meetings is awesome, mainly because it brings us that BBM cross-platform on iOS, Android. I, uh, we got to drink to all that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> on those other platforms that you know we don't currently have it on. So it, it does bridge the gap, so to speak. I think what John Chen has been really focused on, and, and maybe you guys agree, is taking incremental moves with software to bridge the gap for users, right? I have enterprise users. They want cross-platform video. I can give it to them, but I may not give it to them in the way the consumers want, but the way the enterprise wants it, I can deliver to them, right? I need to monetize BBM, period, point blank. If I were to build my own software solution, it's going to be a lot of development cost and not a lot of return because I'm going to give it away free in this app or sell it as a you know an in-app purchase, which not many people are going to go for. At least with BBM meetings, they can monetize it monthly. They got the yearly invoice, so they make their money right there on the front end. Pretty cool that BBM meetings is here. I tested the uh, <laughs> the, the hosting account that BlackBerry set us up with, and it still works. So we. We need to find an excuse to use it more. Hank has found his. We need to find ours. So, Team Barry Flow, we need to get on that soon, <laughs> quickly. Hank, show, Hank, showing us up here, man. I mean, we can't, we can't have that. We just, well, we just, have we just need to have more conference calls where there's booze involved. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's do downstream Wednesday nights. How about that, guys? Like every. We do upstream, which is the professional Google. No, that's just gonna get convoluted. You know what else is kind of convoluted? Samsung and BlackBerry's MDM partnership, right? This is some another bit of news that came following BBM meetings announcements. We heard uh, Bez and BlackBerry working on Android for work. We hear Samsung and BlackBerry's MDM partnership coming together. It's very interesting to see. It seems like it started in the enterprise and now has evolved into something different. We've all seen the slider device with the, the S6 screen and, and whatnot. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that BlackBerry and Samsung working together with Bez and Knox increases the value of BlackBerry Enterprise Server? Or do you think it kind of cannibalizes the niche market that BlackBerry is working toward as part of Enterprise? I think it capitalizes. Uh, it, 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 no, it, it's a plus for, for BlackBerry um, because it kind of shows that these other companies recognize what BlackBerry is doing, sees that they're doing it right, and they want to kind of be a part of it, you know. I mean, with all the 
hacks and everything that's happened like over the last year, and then you know you see how Samsung has tried to get Knox off the ground and necessarily hasn't gotten to where they wanted to be. But um, I mean I, I don't know. I don't think it's any term. I don't think it's anything in terms of you know uh, canalizing you know BlackBerry's ground that they're kind of trying to cover. I just really feel like the whole Samsung partnership with them will help them in the long run, but uh, I don't know. I feel like essentially um, a lot of other companies are really going to be, I don't want to say dependent, but they they will come to BlackBerry, I feel like, sometime down the road and, and partner up as well as, Samsung, as how Samsung is done uh, with BlackBerry. So, yeah. A lot, of these, a lot of these companies want BlackBerry's name on their security options or security solutions just so that they can sell their security solutions. Yeah. So it, it kind of, BlackBerry's kind of playing that game where, you know, they're the popular kid at the at the party and all these companies want to, you know, talk to it so that they can kind of look cool as well in terms of security. So and BlackBerry on its own is doing pretty well in the enterprise space, but you have all these competition like Samsung. Who else? Who else is, or Google. Google wanted to uh, partner with BlackBerry in terms of security. And, and essentially what it is, is it gives credit to those security solutions. So BlackBerry, everybody knows it's, it's synonymous with security and a top quality solution like that. But in terms of you know, those other solutions, a lot of people are still on the fence about using um, Samsung's Knox uh, or other solutions like that. So if they have that kind of peace of mind with BlackBerry, um, kind of tag along to that solution, a lot of those, uh, a lot of people, or a lot of prospective customers will be more, more likely to purchase that suit and things of that nature. <laughs> you jerk! <laughs> I hate you, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. So we we just got a tweet. We just got a tweet, guys, from iPhone Grouch. It says, "Can't pay me to watch this crap. I've seen better produced colonoscopies." <laughs> <laughs> iPhone Grouch, please send me a check and I'll do better. I promise. <laughs> he, should be he should be grouching about that. No, I'm not gonna start. <laughs> we can go off there, man. I hear you. No, 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 no. Maybe he's grouchy because he's using his iPhone and he can't actually watch it. Something <laughs> <laughs> like that. I set up the Google Hangout to, to Nolan Void those watching on iPhones so they can't enjoy it. But we have Bez 12 guys. Bez 12 is huge for BlackBerry. This is like one of the staples, right? It manages Bez 5, it manages BlackBerry 10, it manages Windows, it manages Android, it manages iPhone, and yes, we have to drink to all of those now that I think about it. But Bez 12 is a huge thing for BlackBerry, right? This is going to be their software, and this is going to be their moneymaker going forward, right? They want to connect as many things as possible to Bez 12. And when they revealed the platform, they talked a lot about really going beyond the scope of their own hardware. They really talked about moving forward and really expanding the overall scope so that they could deal with anything. You can imagine Bez on a desktop, right? Bez to a car. And really the capability that Bez had to manage securely devices of any kind, really looking at the Internet of Things kind of going forward. What do you guys think about Bez? Do you feel like it's a little bit convoluted with how much it has going into it? Or do you think that it's still pretty basic? I know with they've got Bez 10 hosted, or excuse me, Bez 12 hosted. Uh, they've got it cloud version supported by BlackBerry. They even have it installed on, um, like on site for different enterprises. What are some of you guys' thoughts on it? 
No Bez users here, so everyone's like, wow, wow. I'm gonna be completely you know, honest. I I kind of zoned out. <laughs> you know, okay. I'll I'll try and I'll try and say something about it. Like I use Google Apps for Work, which does have mobile device management paired with it. It's probably it's not really to the extent of what. Uh, Buzz 12 offers where like you can actually choose certain apps that are allowed to be downloaded and and all of that kind of fun stuff. But you know, Google Apps for Work is just so easy to set up. And finally, you know, BlackBerry has the cloud um, the cloud hosted solution. And I'm red because I got sunburned last week, dude. I'm not red because I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> Alex, um, Alex, you're white. I sunburned lasts for like two hours and then it's over. <laughs> no, dude, I got real messed up. But anyway, like, it's. I, I was gonna say it was your your red couch was just reflecting off of your silk no. smooth skin, but exactly. Okay. <laughs> porcelain, porcelain, babe, porcelain. It's difficult though because it's not. At least the old bed solution was not very. You had to set up a server, and it, that was, that's not a small business kind of thing that you want to do. Set up a, a a server locally, locally, and then just like. You know, work off of that. It's a pain in the butt to do that. So yeah, having cloud hosted is a little bit nicer, and the the pricing is pretty decent. But it's like realistically, I can set up a Google Apps for Work or even a Microsoft Exchange in a matter of I don't know. I've I've set it up for a few clients. It takes like five ten minutes max. Like it's such a quick thing, and they've streamlined the process so quickly that it's like it's difficult to start comparing the two. Even though you get a little bit more functionality. Well, you have to learn how to do it, and it's not just a five-minute thing. You're right. You're right here. And I have I have a friend, he and I are working on a piece where he just had a, a nightmare experience trying to set up ABM Protected. And just, you know, as Alex said, just the ease of use to just jump in. Like, right now, if I want to set up a cloud-hosted Bez for Berryflow, I would not even know where to begin aside okay. from, you know, the Bez page on Blackbird. I'd have to purchase. I'd have to sign in somewhere and, and figure out the whole admin behind it. They need to make a lot of that stuff a little bit more accessible for users like me, who who maybe want to, you know, block someone out of the bed while drunk, right? <laughs> yeah. The other thing too is that a lot of like, there's a lot of companies out there who aren't necessarily huge enterprise companies, and they don't necessarily see the need to have to have such a comprehensive solution that Bez offers, right? There's a lot of companies who who opt to go for uh, Microsoft Active Sync because it's just simpler and, and it provides a lot of the functionality. So I mean, there's opportunities for Blackbeard to maybe branch out and say, you know, we do security really well, but we can also provide these functionality aspects as well, really well. We don't need the security aspect of it. I think that'd be really interesting to see them move into that space a bit more. There's a Brandon's right, man. There's a lot that Blackberry does with Bez. I mean, you can set up a geofence literally around your enterprise so that when you leave, there goes the corporate connection, right? There's so, there's so many additives to to the Blackberry enterprise server experience that are overlooked. But again, if you get in there, it is the gold standard for security, and a lot of people need to start looking at that. And that. It's the thing. It's the it's the gold standard, and the thing is, is that you do really get a good value for your money. But a lot of companies, the way they look at it, is they're like, I'm not going to use, you know, eight of the ten things this provides me. I I'm just, I know it provides more than ten things. Just as an example, I'm not going to use eight of the ten things this provides me. So in reality, they the the value is kind of lost when they look at it in that perspective. And, and there's just not that mentality out there where you can't uh you can't compromise on security. And it's just a, a fact. It's just a reality that a lot of companies still to this day do not really care about security um, 
in the modern sense. Like they're, they're they're secure about how like not every Tom, Dick, and Harry can can log into your email and see what it is, uh, but they're not looking at it in terms of the broader aspect of you know they don't want hackers hacking into their accounts or or competition looking at their accounts and stuff. They like only that. become concerned about that kind of stuff until like when it when when something happens. That's right until the, until the shit hits the fan, right? Yeah, and it's it, sadly it's almost like much much like a lot of users as well. They don't really care or think about that security aspect of it until some shit hits the fan. You know, every it it gets reiterated every time that we hear of a new hacking or anything like that because you know people get all excited about the NSA and this and that and you know what what bills being passed, but. It, time goes on you realize that you know that stuff dies down and people no longer care anymore they're like they just go back to their daily lives it's like that for businesses as well they they don't they don't think about that stuff until the shit hits the fan and then they have a problem they they act too late on that sort of thing and they need to be a little bit more proactive and Absolutely. put stuff like that in place to prevent those measures from happening so what what about a what about a best twelve lights like a Coors Light for those smaller companies that you were talking about earlier? We ran we, <laughs> Hank. We ran an article like maybe I want to say two weeks ago, one from Daryl McKinnon, and his idea was like, yo, make an app for consumers, you know, plug them into the cloud, Bez, and give them the functionality, but make it super simple, right? I yeah. download the app, I plug in my credentials, I pay for it, and boom, bam, I got it, right? I, I totally agree. A Bez Light would be fantastic, but again, it, it, it's bridging that barrier to bring it down to their oh, level. Okay, Bez Alex. Light. <laughs> Alex Bez and Hank. Alex Bez and Bez Light, Bud Light, same difference, right? <laughs> Alex and Hank. Okay, right now on the spot, how would you describe a Bez Light, and how would that be applicable to a consumer? Bez Light, anything that's not Bez Twelve Four. That's it. Remember, you just said someone said there was just so many. So many options in be as best twelve, so you would have to probably compress the, the unnecessary items that they don't need, and then give you a light version of that. That's the best way I can think about it. Okay, so give an Just, example. Give an example of one feature from something like that that would be applicable to your everyday consumer. Because for me, I, I'm not too familiar with Bez options and offerings. Um, so for someone like me, I'd like to know what benefit I can get as consumer from a potential Bez light uh, solution. Well, hell, I'm in the same damn boat as you, so... <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, I'll answer your question, because I, I know things, right? I want BlackBerry to manage my email, and I yeah. want the dual workspaces on my BlackBerry. Exactly. Tank. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. I'm a simple guy, right? I don't even need BBM protected. I don't need, uh, you know, BBM meeting subscription. All I want are those two things, because right now, that's how I have my Google, Google Apps for Business. I have them yep. for my email, and I have them for the apps, which I love, by the way. The documents on Google, awesome. Yeah. If documents to go and Bez was like the same thing, and it basically is, I would love it. But again, there's just such a barrier there for me as a you know, know-nothing consumer to really jump in and go get it. Yeah. I want to I move the conversation because we talked about Bez 12 for quite a bit. We have a lot to talk about, guys. we got to talk about Android. We, we have to get there, right? We <laughs> have to get there. Drink to, to that. Drink to that. So let's talk about BlackBerry's IoT platform. Let's talk about the QNX hypervisor, right? CES 2015, we saw a slider. They announced the leap, and we saw BlackBerry's IoT platform. 
Chris has a leap right now, and he was mentioning prior to the cast, that thing looks damn sexy, right? It's a nice-looking all-touch device. If only it had passport specs, but that's that's my own problem, right? It's not BlackBerry's problem, because who the leap is tailored for, it's perfect for, right? The fleet upgrades, you're bringing people from an older device to a newer device, it's simple, we get it, right? But the BlackBerry IoT platform, that is one of those pieces of the puzzle that I think is vital here. BlackBerry 10 is one item. BlackBerry IoT is another, and then BlackBerry Bez is an, is the final. That's the that's the triforce, right? That's the triangle of BlackBerry's kind of brilliance right now in software. It allows them to go from the device all the way to a massive scale with the Internet of Things. This IoT platform has been launched. I watched a recent interview, not recent, really, it was about a year ago at the Milken <laughs> Institute with with Torsten Hines, and he mentions like, you know, we want to push over-the-air updates on cars. Well, now, with the BlackBerry IoT platform, they're starting to get in talks with different OEMs to do just that, right? There's a lot of stuff going on with the IoT platform, managing fleets of vehicles and, as well, pushing updates to vehicles that they have connected. Over 50 million vehicles, 60% of automotives on the road are running a QNX embedded chip. It's pretty impressive. How do you monetize that, though, right? QNX is like this third-party player, right? So Samsung, or rather Sony, one of those... Tier 2 suppliers is what you see in the car. So you have a Ford, you have a Sony infotainment system, and that Sony infotainment system is running QNX. So really, there's so many layers between QNX and the end user, you can't really just like get that kind of flair that you do as like a BlackBerry device. So with the BlackBerry IoT platform, focusing on healthcare, focusing on financial and industrial applications, where do you guys see it going forward? We already see it in automotive, right? a lot of ability to push forward in that arena. But where else do you think we can start seeing the BlackBerry IoT platform kind of take traction, start making BlackBerry some cash? We kind of talked about it last week, you know, just like briefly. But, um, you know, I think they really have to, in order to start making the cash, I, I've always felt like the biggest thing is that they have to really license the QNX uh, software. If you, if, you allow, if you allow the licensing... And, and allow you know these companies to use it. I still don't really way I feel like they will you know monetize it at any kind of point. I mean, other than that, I mean, because essentially what it is is like a, a software kernel, correct? And then whatever is built on, over top of it. So if you, I, I don't, I mean, how else could you do it unless you start some type of OS of its own that is just purely QNX and that's just what it is. I mean, you have to start putting the brand out there, but I don't know. It's it's kind of it really is hard. I mean, as you said, there's so many layers between the end user and where it starts. It it's it really is kind of hard, but I don't know. It's all, it's everywhere now. It really is, and I mean, I use it, and I didn't even know I was using it on a day to day basis in my job. So <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the back, sees the Q and X sticker, he's like, huh. Yeah. No, no, because like on my uh, what is it? Um, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, but when I'm typing in my commands using equipment that I do at work, you know, as soon as I uh booted up the software, it was like Q and X, and it's like version like 1.2 or something like that. Wow, <laughs> that is ancient. Like, right, wow. and I'm like, are you serious? Because I think I, I, matter of fact, I think I took a picture of a similar but I was like, wow, I didn't even know I was using this on a day to day basis, but. The military is watching right now, Darius, and they're like, whoa, 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 he took pictures? Excuse me? 
Yeah. Honestly, I think the biggest uh, route for growth in terms of BlackBerry is honestly Project Ion. Because there's in, in my line of work, I see so many companies that get a lot of big data, and a lot of issues that a lot of companies are facing nowadays is that there's just there's some there's information overload out there, and there's very few companies that are able to distill that information into meaningful uh, and impactful results. So there's a lot of companies who can say, yeah, there's 25. Hundred red cars that go by this one point in time, but there's very few who can distill it and look at it and kind of see the broader image of what that represents. And I think it's going to be a really uh, important aspect of the entire solution, Project Ion, um, and how they kind of bring that in and, and roll that out in the future. Brandon, you're killing me, right? Project Ion became the BlackBerry IoT platform. It's a so it's already here. All those things Saunders showed on stage, it's, it's already here. It's in limited beta testing right now for know, select users. I know, but what I'm saying is it's going gonna, it's gonna to proliferate even more than what we've seen. And I think really now, nowadays a lot of people, they, they just don't really grasp um, where Project Ion is. I, I personally don't, I, and I follow those, this pretty closely, and I don't really grasp where exactly Project Ion is in the grand scheme of things, but... In the coming years, we're going to really see them move that and expand that a lot more than what we see today, which is only obvious, but I think they're going to be in a lot of obvious places as well. Like, for instance, we might even see them with traffic signals, like municipal traffic signals or, or highway messaging systems. You know, if you've, ever, yeah. if you've ever been on a highway, you see messaging systems that go over. Yep. Those aren't just some random person who's like, what am I going to say today? Don't drink and drive. No, it's a lot of the times there's like sensors <laughs> in the roads that get that data, and based on traffic volumes, they can say, you know, there's a lot of traffic on this collector or, or at this exit and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of those systems might in the future be actually Project Ion uh, focused uh, systems. Yep. I, I, to, I, to go I, off of that, no, Alex, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I think IoT is like one of those things where I don't even know if it's really supposed to be a consumer-facing thing where nah, you, know, you won't really exactly know, you know what this thing is. Um, and also, it was kind of just really a buzzword for the past, I don't know, year and a half or so. Um, realistically, now we're finally starting to see some companies come out with smart houses where you can now buy smart light bulbs and tie it in with your app and everything. And I think there are going to be a lot of companies maybe basing their equipment, their technology off of QNX. So they may be, you know, part of the IoT um, kind of platform project ion of BlackBerry, but we might not even, you know, see it. Um, it's something that we're slowly going to see. And again, yeah, we might just happen to not even realize that we're seeing BlackBerry as we're driving down the road, for instance. Yep. Yeah. I, I believe there's a QNX blog spot, blog spot article that talks about the New York traffic system being managed by a QNX municipal system. So what Brandon mentioned on a larger scale in more cities is something that could totally happen. Blaze, what did you want to throw in the fray? There's just so much going on with IoT and all of the Internet of Things that basically, like, nobody can fully keep track of it. It, it. Like Alex said, it was a buzzword for essentially the past year or so, but realistically, it's coming down. It, it is a real thing. It's just something that normal users don't necessarily fully understand, and there's so many more companies coming out with their own IoT platforms that it, it's it's all just really confusing for for anybody to go ahead and look at. And really, when it comes down to it, like 
like Darius said, like he, when he's at work, he's using these QNX products that he didn't even necessarily know, and that's exactly the same thing for me as well. Like we bought, uh, Michelle moved into a new place, and we bought like uh, a home monitoring system, and you know, turn on your lights when you walk in the door without you actually flipping it on. And I was looking at the package, and I flipped it over, and. You remember, like, a few months ago, BlackBerry announced, like, they were pushing out cer certificates with Certicom for this organization that it could basically control, like, the Internet of Things products. Well, anyways, that product is actually the product on the back. Like, I flipped it over, and I'm looking at the company name. It's it's not Echo B, but it's something something along those lines. I, it The name escapes me because, let's face it, I'm pretty drunk at this point. <laughs> 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 but, Alex but, was Chris was holding this Corona like babies at the beginning. He's like, right? ah, so excited! Yeah, it's it's extremely. That's that's the thing. It's like it's everywhere, and you don't even know that you're necessarily using it. And there is nothing to like definitively point people to and say, "Look, this is what BlackBerry is going to do," because it just doesn't exist. You know, and the, the biggest companies, you don't know that you're using them. Like, you're using them, but you don't know it. So there's so much potential for it, but it's so funny because it's not, from a marketing standpoint, there's not, but, like, there is market-wide. Yeah. Here's, here's the best best example that I can lay out for people to hopefully re basically lay out an understanding of it. Everybody at this point, if you're a BlackBerry fan or paying attention to BlackBerry, knows that CarPlay and Android Auto basically need QNX in order to run, right? Like, th th there are very few other systems that can actually run CarPlay and Android Auto unless QNX is involved. Well, you take that exact same philosophy and you put it towards IoT, and that's how you have it. Like, that's the position that BlackBerry is. And they may never get recognized for the fact that they can run CarPlay and Android Auto, but they are. Like, they are... Blaze, Blaze, I'm going to counter that a bit and kind of say, okay, there's a lot of companies who make software for Windows and Mac, Mac and, and Macintosh that uh, that make lots of money, and then Mac and and Windows make lots of money because they're building the OS. But yeah. in terms of the OS, in terms of QNX as an OS on those cards, we don't really see the same kind of margins that we see maybe a Microsoft or, or totally. Apple make in terms it's of their OS. It's all royalty-based. So, they get paid years later. You're right, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily the same same kind of same kind of playing field, if you will. Um, they but are that's Blackberry's that fault, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing is that they're providing the backbone for it, but they're not really capitalizing, and they're not really getting the revenue that they should yeah. be from it. So, I mean, yeah, sure, CarPlay and, and Apple... Car, whatever the fuck that is, uh, uses. Uh, <laughs> Thank uses, you, Brandon. It uses, uses QNX, but it's like, okay, uses QNX. It's like, so QNX must be doing well. And you look at the numbers, and it's like, whoa, like 60% of cars on the road use QNX, but Blackberry's not really making a mint off of QNX in terms of the car OS. So, I mean, they're going to have to do something in that space. Here's a, at the, at the, wa the greater Waterloo. Well, the Greater Kitchener Waterloo Chamber of Commerce meeting, where where John Chen Ho was the host, uh, it was very interesting because he mentioned this, right? He's like, we did not charge enough for Certicom, we did not charge enough for QNX. Yeah. So maybe a strategy change is coming, and maybe it's going to require 
them leveraging themselves into that kind of machine-to-machine -machine space for people to take them seriously and start paying up. It's like, okay, I'm not only getting kind of the access I want into the, the suppliers I want, but I'm also getting the security. I'm also getting, you know, the layers of software and services that come with Blackbird. So I think there's a lot there. And, and as we transition here away from kind of the Q&X talk, because we're going to circle back. <laughs> you, you hear Chris clanking, clanking glasses <laughs> <laughs> on his end. I want to talk about the BlackBerry Experience Suite. This is something that was announced months ago, almost at the beginning of the year, right? The first quarter. The BlackBerry Experience Suite from BlackBerry basically takes core BlackBerry experiences cross-platform to, to all those other platforms I'm not going to mention because I don't want to drink right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. If you watch the video, they showcase a couple of different things uh, that are specifically part of this different these different suites of applications. So let's say, for instance, on the BlackBerry Productivity Suite, there's the BlackBerry Hub, the BlackBerry Calendar, BlackBerry Contacts, Documents to Go, the BlackBerry Keyboard, and the universal search function that we have on BlackBerry 10. So very interesting to take kind of those core competencies of what we enjoy on our BlackBerry 10 device and want to bring them to every other OS platform, at least all the major mobile ones, right? Okay, let, me, let me just say something. Let me just say something now, James. Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck I was, is it? I was stuff? drinking That's, ahead. This. Okay, so Brandon, Brandon, you, you offer me the perfect segue into our next bit of conversation. BlackBerry running Android. Yeah, they're waiting for that. If this was to happen, if you look at the stylings on the video, all the screenshots and renders, be they be they what it's actually going to look like or not, they all show Android material design. They show Android M. So is Android M out yet? No. Can we expect this along the same lines when everyone else is pushing their OS update? Probably. And this experience suite is not just those core native applications. It's also more. I'm going to lock on Alex here so we can see a little bit of what and we've shown this off before. This is basically what BlackBerry Hub would look like on an Android device. You know, here's what the Hub looks like. You see a pull down here, very yeah, similar you see the to the call up there. Yep, the, the call, the calendar information, and all that. And James, just for the viewers, how long ago was this kind of teased? This this, was, this video came out March first of 2015. Yes. So a lot of stuff happened back then. February and March was a big year, a big month and quarter for BlackBerry. They announced a lot of things that we've kind of been sitting on. QNX Hypervisor is another example, Brandon. I hear you in your complaint, right? This is something serious that we get these announcements, we don't quite see the ramifications. A lot of people need to understand that BlackBerry doesn't work on consumer time. They work on enterprise time. They work on yearly cycles and revisions and upgrades. So they've got a little bit more time than, than we, the consumer, gives them credit for. But again, imagine a stock Android phone. It's not forked. It's not what Amazon does. It's an Android device loaded with BlackBerry experience applications, be it Hub, the keyboard, and all these core BlackBerry things. I want to go roundtable on this. I, I want to hear from Darius. I want to hear from Hank. Is this something you would buy? Would you buy an Android branded as a BlackBerry with BlackBerry apps? And comment on this, though. In addition to this, Brandon, you too. What is so special about the BlackBerry calendar compared to, like, some of the great calendars that are on? Honestly, other... man, I have no fucking clue. People okay. in the beta zone go fucking ape shit Thank for you. the BlackBerry calendar, and I'm Thank like... You. 
Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's totally decent, but it's not like the way the numbers roll yeah. up. Meeting mode. The I'm like, I'm like, meeting mode. I'm like, I'm like. Notifications for different groups and different mm-hmm. contact types. There's a ton of stuff, guys. Don't hate on the calendar. Man. I love the calendar, dude. The calendar. Like, Seriously, it shows my upcoming events. I'm like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, I, you know what? It's obviously not obvious to me, though. I'm, I'm just gonna say, you know what? I just want to say this first, though. I'm not, I'm not a BlackBerry hater. I love BlackBerry. Everybody who knows me can attest that I love BlackBerry. I just love playing devil's advocate on these podcasts. Yeah, no, so absolutely. Just to kind of push the envelope in, in that direction. Um, in our private chats, I'm not, I'm not nearly this negative. I just like, you know, kind of, come some of these discussions that come from this. It creates conversation, and that's what it's all about. That's why we're all here, right? <laughs> The calendar. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice. Right, now, now answer Jimmy's nice. yeah. So, so in response to having a BlackBerry device that runs on Android, you know what? Like, honestly, There's a baby in my face, guys. What? Honestly, it's it's like come to the point where I'm just like fucking. I'm like take a direction, take a fucking direction, and I will go there with you. I will buy that device and go with you. But I mean, pick a direction. And, and stick to it, and then we'll be happy. You know what? Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of becoming OS agnostic. As long as I get the functionality that I get with my BlackBerry 10 device on an Android device, you know what? I'm A-OK. I'm open for that. You know? Yeah. I can't deal with the multitasking on those other platforms, though. I really can't. There, there's a bunch of things. That, like The way the hub works, like you cannot replicate that on Android or, I, or, or anything. You can't. Just th- look how freaking fast you can switch between apps. I'm not even looking at my phone. And you can just, like, just, it's just, with a thumb, just the, just how quick that is. Like, the, no other platform yeah. does and, that. And, Alex, how quick is swiping on twin, on Tinder? Oh, uh, dude, I, 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 <laughs> I hold my phone like this, and I just go. And, and, and here's rainy. Alex's strategy. He swipes every girl right, even if she's butt ugly, you know? <laughs> Because percentage-wise, the amount of return he gets is better when he just swipes all of them, right? You you can't know if all the girls like you if you never match with them. So that's you Alex's strategy. Un- you can always Alex, un- Alex needs an accept all button for for Tinder. Yeah. Accept all. Do you keep them coming. Keep them keep coming. GPS. Keep them coming. Dude, do y'all ride this Alex dude like this all the time, bro? Every, every, every single time. Oh, wow. He's he's like the the Donald Duck of our podcast, and I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but I'm gonna leave it at that. So guys, let's let's transition to the last part of our conversation today. It's the one the viewers, the the guys who've stayed on with us the whole time through our ramblings on downstream. This is what they're waiting for. We talk about Android. Reuters put out an article basically saying we got four different sources. Everybody's telling us BlackBerry is going Android now. We all have something to say about this, right? We all feel some type of way. We all love BlackBerry 10. The pure fact is that BlackBerry very, very likely is testing Android internally to see if they want to go forward with it. And I personally believe they're going to do it. There are so many OEMs out there, Sony, Samsung, uh, HTC. You can name a bunch. All of them are running multiple platforms on their hardware. They're running Windows. They're running Android. So to, 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 so to say BlackBerry has to take the Apple route and go all-in-house, all-siloed, closed garden is a little bit of a farce, especially as they move yeah. forward in the software services domain, right? Them diversifying their offering of hardware 
with BB10 and Android may be a very valuable proposition. I know Blaze specifically has been like, yo, where is it? I'm waiting. Where is it? And, and, and soon we may just have that. What are some of you guys' thoughts? I want to make mention here that I've put out an article entitled The Future of Android on BlackBerry. It's available right now on the BerryFlow blog. So if you're watching this, go read that. It's an expansive expose on Android and the future it has on BlackBerry. But let's hear what you guys have to say on it. Um, so, okay. My point of view is that, okay, they're switching. if they do switch to Android, they got to come up with some value add to, to, to purchase a BlackBerry device because as we've seen time and again, um, their devices don't really stack up to the competition in terms of specs. So if they're going to the Android solution, they're going to have to play their A game in terms of device specs just because they're going Android, so they have to play the specs game if they're going Android. So that's one thing off the bat that they got to yeah. just rise up to the level to provide that type of spec competition and spec game. Um, on top of that, it's like, okay, this is BlackBerry's first foray into Android, so if they, even if they are providing those specs, it's like, okay, well, if they're just Android now, why don't I choose another device? They gotta give you something. They gotta give you keyboards, dude. To wanna, yeah, a keyboard, something like that. They can't go with a touch screen device. Uh, I mean, just a, a full screen device. They gotta come up with some value add, and I think a keyboard device could be. So, that so Brandon, I wanna pause you right here because I wanna go back to my favorite BlackBerry CEO, Torsten Hines. I wanna read a quote from him. This was at the Milken Institute, April 2013. He says. Regarding the Z10, if I were to be on Android today with that product, I would be a Me Too. Carriers would look at this and say, how is this device different from company A or C? I would be in the Me Too domain. My differentiation potential would probably be hardware design and a little bit of user interface. But that's it. And literally, literally, if you take that statement and juxtapose it to the slider device that was shown off at Mobile World Congress, that's it. Hardware design, a little bit of user interface, but that is it. But you know, this I think this is this is the really interesting part of it, is BlackBerry, yes, it's been kind of difficult the past few years, but what they have proven to every single review, whether they hate the device or love it, it is that the hub is phenomenal. And, like, they wish that the hub was available on Android or iOS because they love the hub. So now if they develop a BlackBerry device, especially one that has, like, a slider that has the physical keyboard and they have all the patents for physical keyboards, say that the hub comes free with that and then offer it maybe a subscription model and say you can get the hub on your Android device, but it's going to be, I don't know, a dollar a month or have have a significant fee associated with it people might buy blackberry phones just to get the subscription with not have to buy the subscription and and get the keyboard and like they can have these blackberry experience apps come for free on the blackberry devices but require a subscription to get them on other devices and it right. might be enough and, and and we don't even know if the blackberry experience suite is something that's sold through bez right we don't know if it's standalone like meetings or protected or whether it's something that's going to be toggled on as a part of the BlackBerry Enterprise server. Let's be realistic here. We don't know anything about the BlackBerry Nothing. experience, we, yeah. except for the fact that it exists or is out there somewhere. I feel like they threw it off or showed it off way too prematurely. Like, it, was it was that a marketing tactic, or did they just do it too prematurely? Like, I don't. Does anyone have any good idea about that? They did it to keep the momentum of that time up. That's the main thing that they did it for, right? They want to be very, very focused on 
getting the message out there that they are building, building, building on software and services going forward and that we're bringing our core competencies in terms of the software platform over to others as well. Be it, you know, Andrew. Damn, I got to drink again. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going forward, right? People are wondering, what about the hypervisor, man? Can't they just run Android on QNX? Yeah, Google's not going to go for that, okay? They're not going to go for that. And that's They're... that's the that's the conflict that we've had all this time when we discuss Android and BlackBerry is basically how do they go about doing it in such a way that Google will essentially give their stamp of approval for it? They it, and we don't have an answer for that. You know, the hypervisor is a half-ass answer because yes, they can implement it and they can make it work, but that still doesn't cover the fact that Google could simply squash it in one one little nod and say, nope, you're not doing it, sorry. You know, that there's I, I, we've discussed it over and over and over, and it always comes down to the exact same conclusion. They either have to basically build a flat-out Android device with some BlackBerry experiences implemented into it, or they don't really have, they, they run the risk of Google just saying no and squashing whatever ideas that they have. Here's the point I come to in the article, and, and I know y'all will probably read it later, those watching and those on air, is that they need to see the market, right? They need to get Google's interest. Google is already interested in BlackBerry for security and enterprise. So let's put out an Android phone. Let's show you the experience. Let's show you the receptivity that it's going to get. And then we may be able to leverage that and say, look, if you really, really want to secure Android, run it atop our kernel. Run it in our hypervisor. And there's a potentiality there that in years to come, the hypervisor may be the end-all, be-all solution. But for the devices that we're going to see coming shortly, I don't think that's the case. I think, as Blaze has mentioned, it's going to be a full Android device, if Android at all. And does that mean BB10 is going to stop growing? Of course not. They're going to keep development cycles going with a yearly update, but we're not going to see ooh-ah things, total redesigns. We're going to see incremental improvements like but we see on it, all the other OSs. Would that be geared, so essentially would it be like BlackBerry geared towards consumers and businesses Android and then just, you know, businesses like, what's an example, like hardcore businesses like the government, they would be using BB. So, so, like, so think about the Amazon deal, Alex. That's a yeah. closed loop. Now you have a full Android ecosystem that exists on BlackBerry 10. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, you don't have all the apps you may want. Yeah, there's you know some compatibility issues still there. We get that. But it's a closed loop. So for the enterprise segment, if you want the BlackBerry 10 productivity experience, it's there, and it has Android compatibility through the Dalvik which was just ported over. It's not a hypervisor. It's an Android player, right? It's just an emulation that is ported over as part of QNX. With that being said, as Android grows, the runtime environment on BB10 is going to flounder because they don't upgrade it at the same pace as Android, right? With the hypervisor, in the future, they have the potential to load stock Android in full and allow you literally to press some keys and swap back and forth between the two. Very much like you do on BB10 now with balance. And the article goes into full, to full, full depth on all of this. So if you want to learn more, it's all there for you. But again, I, I kind of come back to Blaze on this where I feel like it's going to be an all-Android device first and foremost. They have to prove the idea first that people want it before they can go to Google and say, from a security perspective, if you want Android in business, you need to run it on our hypervisor. Yeah. 
Yeah. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is I do not want. Uh, I know this is different from some of you guys. I do not want two different OSs on my device. I just I can foresee the complications um, arising from that, and I just want to have if they're gonna go one direction, just go one full direction and don't have a hybrid solution. Um, I'm not sure if that's possible. Based so you on want them? So you want them to kill all the development gears they put in the BlackBerry 10? No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is have one BlackBerry 10 solution for enterprise, and then if they want to do the enter, the consumer space, then provide just a fully Android yeah. option that's just not for enterprise because that's, consumer. That's I how I see it. Switch between yeah. two different OSs. I mean, like if I'm a consumer, I'm not gonna ever use the BlackBerry 10 side. Um, well, I personally would, but most people, they're not going to use the BlackBerry 10 side, so why would you even go the hybrid option? If you're an enterprise user, your company is probably not going to like really want you to use the Android side, so you're mostly going to be using that device mostly it, on the BlackBerry 10 side. So it's like, why, what's it, the point? Yeah, I mean, it would depend on what type of company you're in. Like, completely honestly, like, I'm a small business, and I would say if there's a BlackBerry device running full Android, I would rather people use that because a lot of the apps more compatibility. We use Google Drive on a daily basis. Not having that on BlackBerry 10 is kind of a big deal for us. Security is a big deal, but right now not as much of a big deal. So like talking about government, if they're like BlackBerry's like we have the BlackBerry Enterprise Secure Pack and you get a BlackBerry 10 device running BB10, totally good. Then they can also have an Android variant. Just like James mentioned pre previously, there are some companies that are running two separate operating systems. Why can't BlackBerry be a company that offers BB10 and Android? Like and that's, seen that's what I keep coming back to is, you know, all of this conversation is is very compelling about how BlackBerry can do it, how BlackBerry can pull it off, which direction they're going. But realistically, when it comes down to it, for me, I I see absolutely no reason as to why BlackBerry could just simply not put out an Android device. There's nothing yeah. that, that says BlackBerry can't do that. There is no law against it. Android is open for everybody to be able to go ahead and adopt. And just because it's BlackBerry doesn't necessarily mean that they can't adopt an Android platform. They can yeah, offer. They can I mean, build a great Android Absolutely. Let I mean, what's, the, yeah. what's the worst case scenario? BlackBerry puts out an Android device and everybody laughs at them. Who gives a shit? They've been laughed at for exactly. years they're, now. They're at the. They're kind of at that part, like the the part where they're at the bottom. So really, anything is better you know than what? what they're doing. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, be the best case scenario, they put out a really great yeah. Android device with one Android device, BlackBerry yeah. and everybody <laughs> buys it. Right, the drinking level has been defined, right? Brandon, <laughs> Alex, it's all there. I want to hear, from, I want to hear from, from Hank. Hold your thoughts, guys. Let's hear from Hank and Darius. Really, I mean, if they're doing this straight for market share, how, 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 big, of, how, how big of an effect do you really think it's going to gonna have if we come out with an all-Android-based device BlackBerry? I mean, I mean, I know you've got to start somewhere, but there's plenty of uh, Android-based um, phones out right now that are not doing as well as Samsung, or that's pretty much it. If you look at the overall picture of the game, you got iOS, you got what Samsung, and who's after that? Yeah. This is a tough one, man. It's, it's, no, no one, no one makes money on Android. Even Samsung is losing money on Android, I believe, right? Because they're not hitting the hardware numbers they need to hit. But let's hear. I want, I, want Tizen. I want a Tizen BlackBerry 10 device. Get out of my face. <laughs> Darius, what about you? Would you prefer, are you the kind of user who needs a BB10 
or who would who could use that Android secure through BlackBerry Android experience? Um, all right, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I this is the most sober thought you're gonna get on downstream tonight, guys. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I like BlackBerry Ten. I like BlackBerry Ten. All right, it's just a great OS. Does it need refinements? Yes. Does it have room for improvement? Of course. Like any other OS is out there. You look at iOS, right? The last two updates with iOS, what eight and nine, have been maintenance releases. Technically, you know what I mean? It's just like it's they're, they're trying to patch up all these issues that they've had with it since iOS 7 dropped. So I'll read you a title to an article. So it's come to this. BlackBerry is reportedly making an Android phone. And that's all the negativity you're essentially going to get if they were yeah. to make one, right? So who, it, as, as Chris said, who gives a fuck? Like no one cares if they did. My biggest thing is this. I wanted to run just as fluid as BlackBerry 10 does, essentially, right? Uh, I, I had a chance to use the Samsung 6 Edge over the weekend. Um, my brother-in-law has one. I'm like, you know, you know, compared to when I used the Android phone, when, when the Android handset was like my everyday mobile device when I was in Korea for a year, I'm like, man, this is like super smooth. So I can only only imagine what BlackBerry could do with the OS on their own devices, and I'm kind of excited to see it um, and be able to use it if it was the case, but I don't think it would pull me away. Would I f My biggest thing is this. I just don't want them to put all their attention into an Android device and just completely uh, you know, throw BlackBerry 10 to the wayside. I don't want them to do that because they have something, and I think people would really use BlackBerry 10 if they were aware and at because we've already talked about it a thousand times, it's just beating a dead horse. But if they were aware, educated of the OS and what it can really do, just knowing that that OS alone can run Android applications, I mean, the possibilities are endless with it. But, I mean, I'm not against it at all. I don't think anyone is. It's just like, okay, if it's to happen, it's a whatever, we already knew type of thing. You know, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, it just, you know, whatever. I'm just anxious to see what the quarterly results that are to happen, what is it, next week, you know, what the announcements will be. Because I feel like John Chen is going to pull a couple surprises from out of his sleeve, and he's going to say some things that people are going to be like, whoa, or like, okay, it's confirmation for whatever yeah. is to happen. They're, John, they're probably going to try and keep a little bit quiet. Like, the, the slider release and all that, that's where we're going to start seeing, you know, what's going on, like, seriously. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and here's the thing. John Chen said at the Kitchener-Waterloo Chamber of Commerce, uh, excuse me, the Greater Kitchener-Waterloo It's so wordy. I don't know what you Canadians are up to up there. You're up to confusing me tonight. John Chen, John Chen said in that interview. <laughs> in that interview, he said, I really, truly believe the world is coming to us. And... And yeah, people may scoff and laugh like, what, bro? But really, think about it. The security faults that we've seen across the board. There's recently news of hackers hacking medical systems, increasing people's insulin, and killing them wow. through the internet. I mean, this is something that needs to be fixed. It is a problem that is inherent in our technology. It's not a platform problem. It's a technological problem. Things like the BlackBerry IoT platform, Bez 12, and BlackBerry 10 offer security parameters that are end-to-end -to, -end to help fight 
some of these things that we're going to be encountering in the future. We cannot let the internet take over our our technology. We cannot. And people are very naive when it comes to their computer. I mean, they can kind of. A lot of people think that you know their company, their computer might have like glitches and stuff like that. But a lot of people never think that their computer is going to end up killing them, right? So a lot of people don't, you know, kind of have that mindset that you know this is a very real threat. That you know, have, you have your health records in the system, and someone could completely change it. So the doctor, if you're unconscious and you can't have a say and tell him your background, he's going to take those. Com those computer records, if they're completely different, they'll give you a completely different set of drugs um, that could end up killing you, right? And that's a very real threat or something like that to that, and things of that nature, you know? <laughs> I, I, I have an honest question for, for James or Chris or any, anyone, any of you that would have, have an idea. What would, We've brought this up before. What would stop BlackBerry from on their website having, like, all right, select if you want the new Passport, the new slider, or this, Next step, do you want it to be running Android or BB10? Next step. And then they'll make the same device, and they just choose it. Just load it with the type of software that you choose. OS optimizations is my answer, Alex. Like, okay. who's to say that the Passport hardware runs Android well? <laughs> we don't okay. know. You know. We don't know if the OS can be optimized to that degree, whether the, the current specifications of the devices, the resolution, the RAM, can all support it. These are all things they're testing internally. And I mentioned in the article, they're probably testing ARM. They're probably testing Exynos, as Chris has mentioned multiple times on the upstream and in his from the editor's desks and in the forums. <laughs> He's mentioned it so many times, like, hear the man when he says they are testing Exynos, right? And, and as well, uh, ARM and Qualcomm, right? They're testing all of their, their, their propositions for the software on chip because they need to see what works. There's not necessarily, like, who says a BlackBerry Leap loaded with Android runs well? It may run, like, total shit. Yeah. You know? So to say it's that easy that it's just a seller's drop-down, it's from a seller's perspective that we that makes sense. But from a designer perspective, that may not be the case, right? That Okay. That's why, you know, MacBooks and, and all that, they're very efficient with battery life because they are the built OS. for, mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I'd love that shit. I'd love the option. But then I'd always have that little bit of regret. It's like, damn, I should have gone all BlackBerry 10. Or damn, I should have just then gone just Android. Just allow us to switch it. Like, why, why can't we have the control? Like, we've used BlackBerry 10. Why, just flip, flip it over. It, it's oh. the same kind of problem, Alex, oh, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not absolutely. optimized. Yeah. Once you yeah. flip, it's Imagine. still going to run like shit. Imagine if you could buy a BlackBerry 10 device and you could just like choose what operating system you want. You want BlackBerry 10 or Android, and if you get tired of Android, you're just like, yo, I'm going to put it on BlackBerry 10. You can just yeah. do that. Oh, shit, throwing Windows on there too. Why don't you fuck it? Give me, give me every option I got available. Don't force me. Just give me the choice. Here's the and thing about that. The QNS hypervisor can honestly handle all of that, right? It can do it. It can do it. Okay. You can, you can have two versions of Android running on the QNX kernel through the hypervisor. I mean, you, you have, have one. Have... Yeah, you have one device. You can choose either Android, BlackBerry 10, or like Tizen. And <laughs> you and Ty that should have been Brandon the buzzword tonight. Every time Brandon mentions Tizen, he's done. He's. Done. I'm about to eject him from the cast if he says it again just because this just... is too much. Just throw WebOS on the other one. That's the third option. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean the Playbook OS? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was that was mad shady of me to say. Guys, I think we've, we've kind of capped it today, right? There's a lot more we can say, but we'll save it for our next podcast. The Android conversation 
will be one that is evolving as we learn more and more. Definitely check out the article entitled The Future of Android on BlackBerry 10. It's available on the Veryflow blog. Long read. Get you know, Finish off your drink. Give it a read. There's a lot there, a lot of information. Talks about Clydermacher. Talks about multivisor, hypervisor, all sorts of visors. Super supervisors, really. Tons of stuff hey. there for you. Hey. Out. I love you, James. And I'm going to read your article, but I can't lie. After I get off this podcast... I'm going right to In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> I'm, I'm just jealous that you have In-N-Out available, Chris. Can you take a picture of it just, just to just to tease me a little bit? Because In-N-Out is the best. I mean, yeah, it does go in and then right out, but it's still delicious. I'll give you that. Yeah, they just uh, they just built one here in San Antonio, man, close to where I'm staying. And every time I drive by that place, I mean, it's fucking like it's packed. Like it's a drive-in old school drive-in theater or something. It's yeah, crazy. Man. I mean, there's there's only two burger joints that I really, really love, and it's like In-N-Out Burger and Five Guys. Those are like the bomb, and we got both here in Arizona, so, you know. I would literally go to In-N-Out, get the fries and shake, and then go to Five Guys and get the burger. <laughs> and then come back and get another burger from In-N-Out. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this, like, cheesecake uh, place that opened up in Toronto. And it's like three-hour lineups, and and like they're so obnoxious that you can only buy like one cheesecake when you get there to like the front. And so like I was lining up on Friday because I had some time to kill. And like after like an hour and a half, I literally moved like ten meters, and I'm like, yo, fuck this shit. Like people, <laughs> line, people line up like ridiculous amount of times for like food and shit. And I I swear like half the time it tastes better just because you lined up so long. You gotta justify that weight. <laughs> Brandon's telling us about the, the social uh, breakdown of people waiting for food. It's kind of like waiting in rough, line for the Jurassic Park weekend, ride. Guys. <laughs> so did Darius, apparently. He's been turning up on that Hennessy, even though yeah. he's, he's, he's water bottling it now. Guys, I really appreciate having all of you on. 52nd episode, one year straight. We've missed two or three consecutive runs, but we've been going hard. I really appreciate Alex coming on. He's currently our webmaster at BerryFlow. He's taken over the server side. He's taken over the emails and ping. So he's got a lot of that stuff set up. He's the is man. Is he going to get my company right? Is he going to get my company name right? <laughs> is, is it abass.co or Cyberbytes yeah. Inc.? Cyberbytes Inc. And Al Alex actually just told me that you will be able to buy the fruity beer off our website soon. <laughs> and by our website, he means their website. <laughs> yes, their. Brandon, I, I always love having you on, man. Your developer perspective has always been right on point. And as well, you ask some tough questions, right? So you get us talking back at you. So I, I really appreciate having you on. Chris. As always, man, you're, you're just a treasure trove of information. Sometimes you come on here, you drop some deuces, and I'm just like, man, people are going to cry tonight because Chris shot down their dreams. Or Chris opened a can of whoop-ass in the wrong direction. But as always, man, it's just fantastic to have you on. You've been, supporting, be on man. you've been supporting us and what we're doing here, trying to keep it holistic, keeping it simple. You know, No ads, no bullshit. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. And, and uh, Darius as well, man. I know... You being on duty sometimes here and there, it's yeah. kind of tough for you to come on every time, but, but you yeah. still make time for us. We appreciate it, man. No, no doubt, bro. No doubt. I, I love being a part of this, um, you know, I love the BlackBerry community, but, you know, more importantly, just like, you know, discussing and talking about real life topics, man. It's and, and things of that nature, right? Yeah, things of that nature. <laughs> Hank, Hank, my man. I love you know, having you on. 
we needed you. Love. We needed you on for this particular stream. I think like you brought that extra punch we needed, the clarity of thought to just say it like it is. It's, it's, it's missing on here, man. It's missing. Yeah, I, I was kind of in chill mode. I didn't want to get too fired up because I can. But you know what, dude? If we could do a hot tub time machine, right, and go back to the day the iPhone dropped and go to Waterloo, what would you say to Jim then? I'd be like, yo, buy QNX now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wait two years. Don't wait two or three years. Buy that exactly. shit now. Develop yeah, that shit now. And, and also, don't give up on developers. I think they should have gone. They should have persevered. They should have burned fucking millions, tens of millions of – no, excuse me. Can I give some insight into this? Uh, I went to something called Blackberry Jam Camp. It was two years ago in the summer, and they just basically got a whole bunch of developers from across Canada and the U.S. Uh, together to learn about Blackberry 10 and to develop some apps for Blackberry 10. It was basically a competition, and everybody, if you built a Blackberry 10 device, uh, Blackberry 10 built for Blackberry apps. <laughs> built a BB10 device? <laughs> Imagine. No, if you built a built for Blackberry app, you would get like a free Blackberry 10 phone, which would, you know, their thought was that it, you would just continue developing because you had that device, right? It was a good program. When I was there, man, like I never felt so much Blackberry love in my life. Like there was a whole bunch of like developers who are like from Android and iOS who are like, yo, like Blackberry 10 is actually a pretty sick OS. Like, I hope it actually oh, catches actually on. And you know and what you know happened? What happened? Uh, <laughs> Someone got what happened? what happened? And so essentially what happened was that like right after um, that event happened, there was just like a lot of pullback from the developer outreach um, side of Blackberry and it kind of just fizzled. But you know, if they had just kept that momentum going, some some really great things could have happened. Uh, from, it's just a shame looking back, but we can only look forward, and I think the future is pretty bright for BlackBerry. Uh, they'll find their way in terms of whether it's Android or or a mixture of Android and BlackBerry 10, and and I'm just excited to see what they come up with uh, going forward. They, they tried, bro. They they really tried to keep that going. It just it just wasn't cost effective, bro. They were burning money, bro. I mean, they BlackBerry put on some Hell of a events for developers and James and and uh, Blaze, you guys know because we've been to a couple of them, more than yeah. three of them. And even uh, guys really put out a lot of money, took care of developers, but that shit costs a lot of money, dude. It it was and, great. It was actually such a it was such a great experience uh, doing that. And and I know a lot of the people who weren't like BlackBerry ten developers who came, they had such a great experience with it. Yeah. Uh, but there was no follow up after that. I mean, like I understand it costs a lot of money and stuff. So, I mean, it is what it is, but... There, there comes a point in time where it's like, okay, do we continue with this and continue burning the money and not seeing the return on it, or do we just shut it down? And it, I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, it came to the point where they just had to go ahead and shut it down because they were just burning too much money on it, like Hank said, you know? There, there's only so long that you can put those events together, and, you know, as much as there was a grassroots effort by BlackBerry users and developers alike, you know, it, that can only sustain for so long as well. So, you know, it, like Brandon said, you can only look forward, you can't look back, you can't change yeah. paths. So it is what it is, and you know. Looking forward, guys, I, I want to be excited to, to, to see you all at BlackBerry Live 2016. Just, I'm going to throw that out there. Chen's, Chen's paying it for, out of his own pocket. Like, not blackly. <laughs> He's paying it for himself. 
we could go on and on, guys, but I think that the, the alcohol has gotten to us at this point. If, if it didn't get to us in the first 10 minutes of the cast, <laughs> Alex mainly, who passed out slightly, he's fine, guys. He took the EpiPen. He's good. He's fine. <laughs> I got pizza. I want to thank everyone for uh, supporting us across this last year. It's been awesome. Here's to the next year of uh, Mary Flow Upstream. With that being said, the pregnancy has been terminated. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's jumped in the water. But he didn't no. kill the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs>